All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Saber Sam's DFS Office Hours. It is a Monday, August 28th of 2023. We are at the end of August here. NFL Week 1 is right around the corner. But before then, looking ahead to today, we have a 12-game MLB main slate. Uh, the Tour Championship just wrapped up yesterday with Victor Hovland winning back-to-back tournaments. So that was really cool to witness, but no golf for the next two weeks here. But we do have the Tennis U.S. Open going on. I think there were about 35 matches today. So a uh, really, really big day if you guys are interested in playing tennis. We do have tennis sims and projections, and you can use contest sims for our tennis uh, model here in the app. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at Saber Sims, the show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions, and get your questions in one of three ways. First way, you can send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Two, you can post it in the YouTube chat. We'll get to all the questions before the end of the show. And then three, you can post questions in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description below to join the channel, get access to all of our similars, get access to all of our individual sport channels. I uh, can't say enough good things about the Discord. But with that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. A uh, quick announcement. So um, I we do schedule the streams for the week ahead of time. You can see those over on our YouTube channel. If you guys click into our Friday show, you guys will see that there is a different thumbnail. Uh, Jordan will be picking up the show on Friday for me. I won't be able to stream, but I'll be around uh, if anybody needs me. So I look forward to having Jordan on on Friday's show here. But getting into the show, uh, we had one question come in from support here uh, that we are going to start with so we will start there and then we will see where things go but if anybody has any questions something that they've wanted to uh ask but just haven't yet now is a great time to get those in so first question here said i haven't had much success and besides just uploading the lineups that the optimizer gives me i have no clue what else i should be doing to tweak my lineups or can I just leave the lineups the way the optimizer gives them to me and just upload the top 30 lineups and still be profitable in the long term? Okay, great question to get us started today. So a couple things that I wanted to touch on here. So uh, this first part, it says, you know, I, I have no idea what I should be doing or what I should tweak, right? I think I think that's normal, right? And one of my favorite things to do is watch somebody else build lineups, right? What are they doing? What questions are they asking themselves? What's going into their process, right? And the best place to start really is going to be our YouTube channel. And then we have a couple videos that I want to point out specifically here. So if you go down, uh, these are our streams for the week here. And then you guys have this special one with Jordan on Friday. But uh, if you go over to playlists and then I would go to two places. So how to beat MLB DFS in 2023 is going to be a great place to start here. Uh, A lot of good videos, uh, breaking down concepts and tips. But the one that I want to point out here is watch a SaberSim coach build MLB DFS lineups. This is a 30-minute video that Jordan did a couple months ago, walking through his MLB process step-by-step, you know, from opening up a slate for the first time to submitting his lineups to DraftKings. So check out this video here. And then that is more of like the uh, MME style, like he's building a portfolio of lineups for all of his contests for the day. And then if you are somebody playing, you know, one to three lineups, I did a video about a month ago and it says how to build single entry lineups 
with Saberson. This is MLB specific here, but a lot of the concepts can be applied to other sports. I think I use it across sports here. Uh, so this is a 10 minute video went a little bit faster than Jordan here, but covered a uh, single entry strategy. So I would check out this. And then, um, you know, we, we have so much sports specific content, golf, NBA, uh, college football is now up here. If you guys missed this video, Jordan and Eric, our data scientists, did a video ahead of college football here. Uh, I know, like, we had a uh, little bit of a teaser, right? A two-game early slate, a five-game main slate. But, uh, you know, we, we would call that week zero here. And then we have week one of college football starting up this upcoming week. So check out this video if you guys are interested in college football. But but so much content here on, you know, tennis. If you guys wanted to play the U.S. Open, like I was talking about, come and check out some of our tennis videos. So uh, if you guys don't know where to start, you know, the YouTube channel is going to help you, going to guide you where you need to go. So check all of this awesome stuff out. And then getting into the second part of the question here, it says, uh, can I just leave the lineups the way the optimizer gives me and just upload the top 30 lineups and still be profitable in the long term? I think this is a really good question, right? And a couple things on this. So one, it's going to depend on the contest that you're playing, right? If you are playing all of the contests that are under $3 where the Sharks cannot play them, then you know your chances of being profitable in the long term go up, right? But if you are playing you know, uh, the, the contests above $3 or above $5 and a certain price pool, right? Those are the limitations for the DraftKings guidelines for uh, who has access to certain contests. Uh, you know, the players in those higher dollar contests are going to be more skilled. They're going to be more advanced. They're going to be putting in more work to their process. So the uh, profitability goes down, right? So a couple of different things on that. Um, great place to start is our DFS profit plan. You know, you said you're only playing 30 lineups. That was kind of like a red flag for me here. Um, you know, I'm not sure exactly what contest you're playing, but if you're looking to optimize your contest selection, your bankroll management, take advantage of our DFS profit plan. It is a 17-minute video walking through what was, you know, um, weeks of back testing and looking at different contests from different angles with uh, different parameters and trying to figure out the best balance of contest to play the, the appropriate amount of your bankroll to play on a night to night basis to help you smooth out the variance while still allowing you to grow your bankroll. So check out the DFS profit plan to optimize your contest selection and bankroll management. And then the great thing about SaberSim, you know, is the time savings here. So one of the most important things I was, I was talking to somebody about in support about this earlier today, um, just along the lines of like, Hey, you know, you guys don't have a lot of content around setting groups and rules. And, and that is on purpose, right? Our optimizer is not a traditional optimizer solving a knapsack problem, trying to pack in as many projected points as possible. If you guys see like first thing, you know, you build lineups, we don't even sort by projected score, right? We have Sabre score, which is our internal in-house metric that we created via contest backtesting to help you find the right blend of average projection coupled with upside coupled with uh, ownership, right? Taking into account all the three of these things, which we know you need to win GPP tournaments. You need upside. You need uh, to be aware of the ownership of the players. And then, you know, some projection is still going to matter to an extent. It is going to depend on the size of the contest, um, all things considered here, right? If you look at the weights for a small slate, 100 to 1K, average, uh, some projection is 0.5 percentile is 0.5 the 99th percentile if we go look at the biggest contest here 50k 
some projection goes down to 0.3 and then your weight on 99th percentile of your lineup goes up to 0.7. So basically as a contest gets bigger, we need to care less about the average projection and we need to care more about the upside of the lineup because these contests are so top heavy and all of the equity is going to be, is going to come from those times where you get that, you know, top three finish, right. Or where you take down the contest is going to be so important to your long-term sustainability of your bankroll. So you know, all of that to say that, um, you know, we, we, we really know what we're doing when it comes to our sim diversity, our correlation sliders. Like if you go into your build settings here, uh, you know, we have these sliders, right? Correlation, sim diversity, correlation is using upside correlation. Basically we don't care how Aaron judge does when he goes over four and how he is correlated to the other players in the Yankees lineup. We want to know, okay, when Aaron judge, you know, hits three home runs, like he did last week, how do the other players in that lineup do as well? And then use those correlation values in the building process when constructing your lineups, right? So um, Saberson does so much to the point where, you know, we we actively, you know, kind of discourage groups and rules here uh, just because we don't want to, we don't want you to create some type of group or rule that is hindering the ability of the Sim to put certain players in lineups together where there are Sims actively backing up those decisions that the builder wants to make here. Right. So our Sim engines are are very powerful. We have thousands and thousands of Sims for each game on the slate. We are randomly sampling those Sims to build you your lineups. And it is just a strong optimizer overall where you don't, where you do not need rules and groups to build strong lineups. So uh, that's, that's really what I was getting at here. Um, You know, I do think that, with appropriate contest selection, bankroll management, you can be profitable. You know, you do not need to adjust projections. You do not need to adjust ownership here. Um, you know, we're, we're bringing you guys more and more options every day with our 13 buckets of ownership here, which you can see in the app. Uh, so, you know, make sure that, you know, you are, um, if you guys are not on contest sims, right? Like not everybody is on our ultimate plan. These ownership values are still being taken into account in the saber score metric if you're sorting by that so it's important like hey if you are playing you know low stakes single entry like switch it to low stakes single entry the ownerships are going to adjust and then these ownerships are going to be taken into account by that average uh adjusted ownership variable in the in the saber score formula right so still important to make sure that you have all of these things checked appropriately and then you could just focus your attention on on risk management after the lineups are built. Like, Hey, you know, do I have too much exposure to certain players, certain teams? Is it making me uncomfortable? You know, what do I want my lineups to look like to the point where regardless of what happens, I'm comfortable with the outcome at the end of the night. And then I think that that is the place where you should be spending your attention, you know, trust the projections, trust the ownership, trust the stacks that are created on the other side. Right. And then just spend your time there. It's going to be a lot less time than, having to create all these groups and rules and um, you know, you still have a chance of taking down your contest. So that's what I'll say in regards to that question there. But uh, if there's any follow-up, just let me know. And jumping over to the YouTube chat question from Benny Hanna said, Hey Andrew, hope you're well today. I hope you are well as well. So the question says the randomness feature should not be limited to 100% because of the high variance of some sports. Any way to get around, that besides manually adjusting projections. Okay, so 
the okay so so randomness right where does randomness taking uh come from right so if you notice we are in build mode at the moment or our build mode there are two options sim mode and optimizer mode so if you guys go to style in sim mode you're going to see gdp multiplier satellite in the old version of saber sim there was a cache option the cache option is now optimizer mode so if this is set to the left you are in sim mode we're using our simulations if this is an optimizer mode, what we are doing, this is essentially cash mode where you are optimizing based on the average projections that you see here. The projection that you see in the app is a projection that the builder is using when analyzing these lineups. And then when these lineups are built, the lineups are going to be uh, scored from pr highest projected score to lowest. That is also a change with switching from sim mode to optimizer mode. And then question here, if we go down to randomness, basically what randomness is, is, you know, if we pull up any of these players' distributions here, uh, th these are their distributions in our sims, right? And what randomness is doing, uh, since we are in optimizer mode, we are not looking at our simulation database. You are assuming that every player on the slate is normally distributed, where they have this nice bell curve shape here. So uh, if a player has a projection of eight points here and you apply 10% randomness. My understanding there is that the projection that the builder uses uh, can be plus or minus 10% uh, of the distribution here. So if we go to randomness, uh, there is a small bug right now at the moment. Um, I know some people have been noticing this where if you use um, some of these randomness options here, once you save it, if you go if you if you save it and then you go back into it the builder is showing you the default value rather than the value that you set if you just save it and forget it you're you're good so whatever you set and then the same thing like for some aggregate rules um same thing here like if you set a rule like if i set this rule here my own sum less than 113 if i go in back into this it goes back to my projection sum at least and then whatever um if i change it it will save and then the best thing that you can do is just not go into it. The bug is specifically with going back into the rules. So just, just a note for you guys there. But getting back to randomness, uh, question says, should not be limited to 100% because of the high variance of some sports. Any way to get around that besides manually adjusting projections? Okay, so, um, so if you hover over this range, this is what we're talking about. If you hover over the range, you're going to get this tooltip. says the value you entered here will be applied both above and below the player's average projection to get the potential range of outcome outcomes. So I think what Benny Han is saying, like, Hey, if I set the range to 100% and um, MJ Melendez, their projection is eight, then I can only get to uh, 16 points here. I think that is what the question is in regards to, but I, I, I might be wrong, but I'm going to take a shot at this one. So I think that what this has to do with is the um, the standard deviation of the range of outcomes of the player. So the standard deviation of the player. It, okay, so Benny Hanna confirmed. Yes, that's what she's talking about. So this range is not specific to the fantasy point outcome here. And I'm just going to pull this up in a... Uh, in a, in a window here. So let me just pull this up like on the internet for you guys. Uh, so normal distribution, standard deviation. So this will probably make it a little easier to understand here. 
and we will just pull up. I think I think this is like a perfect example here. Okay, so let me just remove the question. So what this is, so this is basically what's happening when you are in optimizer mode. We are assuming that every player on the on the slate is normally distributed where their range of outcomes is this nice bell curve shape here. So their their mean outcome is this is this line right in the middle, this blue line. When you're applying randomness, you are applying randomness um to their to their outcome from their mean, right? Um the reason it is zero to one hundred is because that is basically how this is scaled here. So a standard deviation, I believe a standard deviation of four, maybe something like this, a little, little bit easier to understand. Um, 100% would basically encompass their entire range of outcomes here. Like the uh, third standard deviation is 99.7% of their range of outcomes. This doesn't have to do specifically with like doubling or tripling their, their range of outcomes here, right? And you guys can like look into this a little more but um, I'm trying to find something that like particularly displays this well, but basically you're trying, you're going so far away from the mean into the distribution. But if you are at a 99.7% um, outcome here, like, like that, that outcome is like extremely, extremely um, unlikely here. And like the, the fantasy point outcome in these very small uh, tails here is, is actually very high. It is much higher than just double their their outcome here so hope i'm explaining that well i'm definitely not a uh math expert here but i i do just want to like help you visualize that an, an outcome um this this far down the tail is not to say like hey you know the mean is eight um you know i'm, I'm only limited to 16 fantasy points but i think that you know the player could hit two home runs and, and get you know up into the 30s like I, I i am very sure that the 30 point outcome is is within this tail on these very very low percent chance of of happening uh areas of the distribution so hope that helps you guys out there or hope hope that clears it up for you a little bit benny hana but i think you know just setting that to 100 or you know, even like 99.7 should be particularly fine. Uh, next question here from Ryan said, good day, Andrew, a new CSGO stream with our boy. Will would be great content. Uh, I could definitely make a note here that the people are asking for it. So CSGO uh, with Will here, Will is definitely our expert. So happy to take any requests like that back to the team. If you guys have a, you know, feature requests or, you know, content requests, all of that is really helpful for us to just, uh, kind of know what the people are wanting and then schedule content appropriately. All right. Question from Ryan. Also thoughts on Yahoo. Everyone wins contests. They no, no longer have negative management fee contests, but these look pretty good. Uh, okay. So yeah, these are kind of interesting, right? So for a little while, FanDuel, I mean, I'm sorry, Yahoo was running these um, like everybody are these like negative rake contests where they were just pumping money into the pools here. Uh, they're no longer doing that here. They uh, I've removed that, but they also have these everyone wins contests. Honestly, well, basically what the everyone wins contest is, is regardless of what position you finish in, even last place is getting paid. So like maybe it is a $5 entry contest, but last place gets paid $1. So the way I like to view those is basically it's just a $4 entry. And 
And then I will just think about it from there. So regardless of the entry fee, whatever the last place payout is, I would just deduct that from every entry fee and then treat it as it is a, you know, lesser dollar entry fee. And then I like to just, um, I like to think about it like that because, you know, most of us are working with a, a finite bankroll, right? We only have so much money to put on every slate, especially for following the profit plan. We are divvying that up. You know, the profit plan says to play 2.5 to 5% of your bankroll on any one slate, right? So that is only so much money that you have to go around. Um, if it's a $5, 150 max, that is $750, right? But if everybody gets paid even last place, and they get paid $2. Well, now, you know, your, your actual investment in that contest goes from 750 down to 450. And, and, you know, that 450 is what you can technically lose, right? If, if you're getting paid for last place, well, now, you know, you're actually not spending that $300 and then you can take that $300 and then go play more contests. So although it might look like more entry fees, uh, you are guaranteed that money back. So I wouldn't even include that as part of your nightly allocation. So I think that really just comes down to a contest selection decision. And if you're doing that, um, you know, it might be a little more money up front, but I think that, you know, knowing you're getting it back, you could go and apply those funds elsewhere. All right. Uh, that was our last question in the YouTube chat. See a lot of people tuning in. Hello, everybody. Hope you guys are having a happy Monday. Uh, we have one more question in the office hours channel at the moment. So if you guys have any last questions before we, um, you know, wrap up now would be a great time to get those in the queue. But a question from PMC says, how much for a sport like NFL should my process be automated? I've tried to fine tune my process where in a crunch, I can get it done from scratch in about 15 minutes. My results seem to live and die based on the accuracy of Saberson projections, even diversifying with min uniques. Okay. So just read one more time. How much for a sport like NFL should my process be automated? Uh, so NFL is like particularly interesting because any, any of these week long sports, right? Uh, NFL comes to mind. Golf comes to mind. Um, I can't think of any else at the moment, right? But um, basically, you get like a lot of coverage throughout the week for these sports. You get, you know, injury coverage on like Tuesday. You have like the first practice of the week on Wednesday. Uh, by Friday, like the final injury report is out. And then not not a lot on Saturday for NFL. Um, but, but really, you know, narratives can change, you know, who's going to play, who's not going to play, where is ownership going, uh, who, who is being steamed up for this week? What are the, uh, short term, I would say conclusions about what happened the previous week. Uh, like one of my favorite ones is I think it was either last season or the season before where after like week one, Najee Harris played like 100% of snaps and then everybody like in the industry who does content was just steaming up Najee Harris. Like, Hey, Najee Harris plays played 100% of snaps last week. Like he's just like a lock for this upcoming week and that can just really drive ownership. So, um, you know, NFL specifically, I, I like a little bit more of an automated process for some of these daily sports like MLB, like NBA, like NHL, where there's just not so much time for narratives to, to come about. Right. Um, and, and so with NFL, you know, you gotta, gotta keep your ear to 
to the ground a little bit, um, understand, you know, what different content houses are, are saying, who are their favorite plays of the week, et cetera here. Right. So, uh, might, might be a little bit more hand in the dirt approach that I am suggesting here, but I think, I think there's definitely value to be added, right? Uh, the best thing that you can do is make some of these fine tune adjustments in with ownership, uh, with other things like that. And, and only, only help Sabersim have better inputs to when we go to build your lineups. And then, um, question says, you know, my results seem to live and die based on the accuracy of Saberson projections, even diversifying with min unique. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, projections are going to be uh, really important. I think there are a lot of good projections around the industry here. Uh, I don't think anybody matches what we do with our play-by-play -play sims here. I think that's something that, you know, we have that a lot of other places don't have here. We don't have to assume players are normally distributed. We can get those accurate games, uh, range of outcomes. We can, get those game scripts, and then we could use those to build your lineup. So projections going to be important, definitely, but I think our Sims give us an advantage here. All right, question from Adam. Say, hey, Andrew, was listening and have a Sim question to the Yahoo payout structure. Is there any thoughts, possibilities of Sabersim Ultimate pulling actual contest payouts rather than payout percent, i.e. min cash, maybe 2x versus 1.8 uh, versus 1.7, et cetera here, uh, especially now that they're pulling uh, slash getting preloaded into the contest tab. Thanks. Uh, okay. So great question here. So just to um, kind of clear this up in case anybody didn't know. So if you guys go over to contest, my contest is default. If you close this and then open up this all contest tab, we are pulling in the contest data uh, for DraftKings specifically at the moment here. So hoping to um, grow this eventually, but if you want to uh, come in here and look at this, so one, you know, you can see all the contests for today. You can even click on these contests, and then if you click on the name, it will take you directly to DraftKings, to the lobby, to this contest. So you're like, hey, I, you know, want to play the solo shot, which is the $1.20 max contest here. I can click on, I can click on solo shot. Um, this question was blocking it. So I click on solo shot, and then it will open up the DraftKings lobby in a new tab here. And then if you guys are on the ultimate plan running contest sims, it has all the contest sim information that you need. It has the cash percent. It has the percent of first. It has the contest size. Uh, we are working on a way where I, I believe you're going to be able to like right click and be able to create a contest sim from this window here. That way you don't have to go back and forth or uh, write this information down or calculate it yourself. So that is coming here. Um, right now, this is only for DraftKings. We do want to build it out for FanDuel, for Yahoo, for Owner's Box here. Uh, but that functionality is not built just yet here. And then one other thing, if you go to past contests and you come to the same window, you can see uh, how, how we're calling it contest flashback here, where you go to contests, go to all contests for a previous date. And then you can use this eye icon to look in any of these contests. So if you want to go see how the flagship contest went, you click on this eye. And then I'm just going to bring this back over here, bring back this other menu. So I believe the contest information is loading. Uh, I can go to users. I can see all the users who played this contest. I can sort, you know, by entry. So maybe I want to go and look at the 150 maxers. I can see all of these names that I'm very familiar with, right? I can uh, zoom in on any one of them. If I want to go see how Giant Squid did, you know, it looks like he won some money here. Or actually, no, it looks like he lost. Profit is minus 1,220. I go look at his stacks. I could go look at the 
teams that he played. I could go look at the uh, individual players that he had the most exposure to if I want to go look at his pitchers. And then I can compare that to what I played, right? Uh, hey, what players did he get to that I didn't get to? Is there something specific that he was doing? Uh, like a specific angle that he took on the slate uh, and, you know, maybe try and gain some insights from that. So this is our contest flashback uh, tool here that we have been working on. But I think that, you know, what you suggested is interesting, right? Um, you know, min cash versus, you know, is it 2X, is it 1.7X? I think that the R the SIM ROI captures a lot of this, right? Uh, higher percent to first contests are going to, dramatically affect simulated ROIs, right? If you are not taking first place in our sims, uh, then you are going to struggle to have a positive sim ROI. So I think what you're talking about, you know, is uh, captured in our contest flashback, but maybe not our uh, contest sims, like our forward contest sims here. So I think um, that can be a little interesting. So interesting idea. I know the team is still continuing to innovate and and try and bring you guys more tools here but i appreciate the thought uh wj Pittman said thanks yeah man happy to help uh adam here said would be smart for owners box to have more and more functionality because they can take share from fanduel slash yahoo yeah i mean their week one contest offerings uh have have you know vastly out anything that they've done for the mlb season here they have a big 50k to first flagship contest so i'm looking forward to playing mm -hmm. over on their for the upcoming NFL season. Um, Adam said, uh, yeah, it's minor impact, but but every bit counts. I definitely understand where you're coming from. But all right, everybody, uh, we are all caught up with questions at the moment here. So while we wait for any last questions to come in, just want to remind you guys, uh, talking about it a little bit here with Adam, but basically, uh, if you guys are not playing over on Owner's Box, but I highly recommend taking advantage of our partnership of this promotion here. We are the first major optimizer to support Owner's Box contests back at the beginning of the MLB season here. It's been a great partnership today. A lot of their contests continue to overlay to find reduced rate contests, no rate contests, contests where they are paying you to play. Uh, the competition has generally been softer than what you're going to find on DraftKings, FanDuel, or Yahoo. Uh, like I said, big contest offering for week one. Sign up, check it out. Use this sign up link. Uh, when you sign up with promo code Saber or SaberSim, one, you get up to a $500 deposit bonus. Two, we will track your entry fees for you. And each time you hit one of our entry fee tiers, our team will reach out to you, letting you know you have earned a free month of SaberSim. You get cash in on that right away or wait till the next tier. We are going to be uh, offering an ultimate tier on this promotion very soon here. Team is just working on that. But either way, once you cash in, your tracking gets reset to zero and you automatically start earning towards your next free month. There is no limit on the amount of free months of Sarah Sim you can earn while this promotion lasts. And if you're looking for this link, it is in the description of this video. But with that being said, appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be right back here tomorrow for our next show, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. So until then, if you guys are building lineups, question pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel, drop it in the upcoming stream link. Helps us to have a steady queue of questions while the show gets going, while people uh, continue to tune in, tune in and ask more questions. But until tomorrow, take care. Good luck in your contests. I'll see you all. Thanks. Bye.